Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. When you think of a serial killer, what comes to mind? A large, mysterious figure shrouded in black, maybe? Or perhaps an unhinged man who leaves behind a trail of blood in his wake. What about someone well past their prime and into retirement? Someone small and frail. What about someone referred to as the Granny Ripper? In Russia, the Granny Ripper would kill in the shadows for years without people even knowing it. In fact, her exact victim count is still unknown. So. When I say serial killer, what comes to mind? There is no wrong answer, but the best answer could probably be anyone. My name's Ben. And I'm Nicole, and you're listening to Wicked and Grim, a true crime podcast. There's a good chance they're going to bug us during the actual show. Oh, yeah. It's full force mosquito season. Yeah, we have a few in our tiny home right now. So if all of a sudden Nicole like spazzes out, it's probably because a mosquito tried to fly in her mouth. So probably that's already happened once. So. Yep. So how's it going? What's up? Welcome back to Wicked and Grim. A true crime podcast. Yeah. Yeah. That was a dope <laughs> intro, wasn't it? Yeah, we have to take a moment. That intro was like one of the best, I think. I'm proud of that one. Well done. I wrote that super quick, too. Yeah. yeah. Like with it probably a few minutes. Yeah. And it was like the best one we've done. I think so. And I probably sent like 10 or 15 minutes before all mine. So <laughs> thank well, you. And I read that one to you and I was like, okay, I got a damn good intro this time. And I read it to you and you were just like, wow. <laughs> what did I? No, I didn't say that. I think I was like dope. No. Dope dude. You said dope later, but your first reaction, you were just like, wow. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was good. It, it was, was really good. It, it was, was just like, okay, so I should just be afraid of everyone. That's pretty much. Awesome. Well, I mean, theoretically, you should because <laughs> people suck. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Long story short. Yeah. You never know. Sometimes, I mean, like we've had, like, for example, the Barbie and Ken killers. Like, they are they were like a really attractive, like, nice looking couple. Nice yeah. looking and nice from like the exterior, right? Mm-hmm. Um, came across as that way and they were horrid yeah so, but that yeah. being said there is there there are good people out there too there are good people so not everyone sucks but i think humans as a species suck there are more good people than bad in my opinion i don't know if i agree with that well i when i say bad i mean like serial killers. Oh, okay yeah definitely <laughs> okay because i'm like could you imagine if more than half people were serial killers oh, you'd God. be fucked yeah 
Well, I mean, if the world ever goes to an apocalypse, I think then the numbers would switch. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Which is why I think humans suck because we would just do whatever. We'd just like, we suck, you know? Well, yeah. It would just be like every man for themselves. Exactly. Which every is, man, every woman, every person for which themselves. Which is terrible. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. But there are some really cool people out there. Like I said, like patrons, for example, because they're really cool. They support us. How are you shifting this? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Our patrons don't suck. Our patrons are fucking awesome. They're awesome. Um, So on patrons, we do have to shout out this week. um, And I do have someone with a name from like a completely different language. I don't know if it's like Swedish or something. So I'm really going to try here, but I'm probably going to butcher it. So I am so sorry. But you're practicing sounded all right. Yeah, but that was like 20 minutes ago and now I forgot <laughs> my practicing. So I'm going to try it. Let's see what we got. So first and foremost, we're starting with that one. It's Hrefna Bjork Sigvalatori. Sigvalatori. Okay. Something like that. Awesome. I'm going to say Bjork because that's the one name out of there I do yeah. know how to say. So I'm going to refer to you as Bjork. Bjork, thank you for signing up and thank you for putting me through that challenge. <laughs> um, we also have Natalie Stratton, Oliver. Nicole Oxton, Daisy, Lon Lilback, Kellen, and Kennedy Ott. Nice. Was there a Nicole in there? There was a Nicole. Ooh. Nicole Oxton. Nice name. Right? It's a good name. Nicole's an all right name. It's pretty dope. <laughs> I actually feel like you don't run into a lot of Nicoles, especially younger. I think it's not, yeah, it's not really a name people are naming their kids now, like who are having babies now. I haven't seen any. I think it's more of like a millennial name. I yeah. think. Good old millennials. There's nothing wrong with us. What about my name, Ben? How many Bens do you run across nowadays? Yeah, but yours is slight rarity because it's not actually Benjamin. That's true. It's just Ben. Like on your birth certificate, it's Ben. Wow. Way to just tell people my identity so they can fucking steal shit now. They're just going to go out there and just steal my identity because they know my real name. Because you put it out there. My real name (laughs) is Nicole. Touche. Uh, but yeah, no, it's, it's Ben, not Benjamin. My parents were like, if we're going to call you Ben, but name you Benjamin, what's the point? We're just going to put Ben on your birth certificate because mm-hmm. that's what we're going to call you. Very logical, so. I guess, eh? Yeah, makes sense. <laughs> There's a mosquito by your head. Ah. Get him. Oh, shit. I didn't get him. No? No. Summon up Yacht. She's going to be back. Yeah. Yeah, well, he'll disturb us again for sure. In the meantime, while we're waiting for him to come back, let's get on with the show. Yeah. Okay. After so, that intro, I mean, the, the bar is pretty high for the bar you. Is, so and this you set is, it high. As I said, this is the Granny Ripper. Okay. It's quite a name. So it all starts off with a woman by the name of Tamara Mitrofanova Samsonova was born on April 25th, 1947 in the city of Yuzor, Russia. Nice. So she lived a relatively normal life growing up. She graduated high school and moved over to Moscow and attended university. From there, she would find herself moving to St. Petersburg and falling in love. She would marry the man of her dreams named Alexei Samsonova. In 1971, the married couple moved into an apartment they had purchased together over on Dimitrov Street. Life was good for the two of them. They built their future together and they were just living it out together. Tamara would eventually work for a company called Intourist, which is a Russian travel agency, and she was employed in one of their hotels. And from there, she would retire after a while of giving 16 years of her life to that career. Wow. It's a good uh, chunk of time. 16 years is a good chunk of time. Mm -hmm. That's for sure. I'm assuming she worked elsewhere as well prior to, but that's kind of like where she retired from. That's where she spent most of her time. Okay. But her career life and her husband isn't really the focus of this story. It really begins in the year 2000. 
One morning, Tamara would make a call to local police and report her husband missing. She begged for them to help and was desperate to find her husband. However, it seemed no matter what the authorities did in their search, it was fruitless. There seemed to be no trace of him anywhere, no matter where they looked and how Tamara tried to help them find her husband. Time began to tick away. Days were passing by and the days turned into weeks and the weeks would turn into months and those months turned into a year. Tamara began to suspect that her husband had run off with another woman and left her behind. So in 2001, Tamara was alone and she could use some extra income and company. So she decided to rent out one of the rooms in her apartment. Okay. So she opened her home to a man named Vladimir who rented the space. The two quickly became good housemates, but as many of the roommates out there potentially listening right now can understand, living in close close quarters with people and having these roommates can tend to lead to disagreements. Oh, gosh. Like, I mean, (laughs) even like husband and wife. Oh, yeah, exactly. Well, (laughs) husband and wife, technically that is a roommate situation. It is. I'm like, fold your laundry, please. Yes. And I'm (laughs) like, what the fuck are you doing with your bag? Why is it on the counter? Your purse should be hung up over there. Let's not open these cans. Yeah, not right now, later. (laughs) But definitely, living in close quarters with someone, living in the same house, it can bring up quarrels. Oh my gosh. You butt heads. It's not easy. Oh no, it's it's not abnormal. I mean, and honestly, it's not unhealthy necessarily either. either. I think like disagreeing and arguments, it's kind of natural and it's a good way of actually working things out. It's how you deal with them Mm -hmm. that's important, right? I mean, even living with yourself, you'd probably argue and be like, what the fuck's wrong with you? Why is the house such a mess? And like, you know. Why are you waking up at 11 o'clock and watching Netflix till 11 p.m. and (laughs) that sort of stuff? You didn't do anything today. What the hell? Yep. Eat your fruits and vegetables. (laughs) That's when I have a rush on me all the time. Uh, Fight with. Yeah. Um, anyways, we digress. Um, their arguing though, in this case, uh, became more and more frequent. And after about a year, Vladimir decided that it was time for him to move out and move on. So after that, Tamara would be once again looking for a roommate. And this time around, she found 40, a 44 year old man, sorry, who went by the name of Vladia. There is some reports that I found that this man's actual name is Serhi Potin. However, those are unconfirmed and most accounts that I found, they just simply refer to him as Vladia. Okay. So she had a new tenant and the same problems would eventually arise between the two of them. Disagreements and arguments would begin to occur. Other tenants in the complex would also report sounds of yelling between the two and even banging on the apartment radiator and air conditioning unit. Oh, wow. Yeah. In the hallways, there was even witnesses of Tamara screaming at Vladia, and the relationship was sour and more and more sour as time went on. Well, there's disagreements, but that sounds like it might be a bit much. Exactly. It sounds like there's disagreements, but disagreements that they can't improve upon. Right. Which improving upon is a big part of it, right? Mm -hmm. Disagreeing is not bad. It's getting constructive with it. Mm Mm-hmm. So it seemed like it got to the point of being a daily occurrence until one day in September of 2003, it stopped. Tamara once again didn't seem to have a roommate anymore as no one saw Vladia any longer. And they just kind of assumed that he had moved out of the complex and moved on, couldn't stand Tamara anymore. It would become the theme that many people in the complex would witness over the next decade or so. A new roommate would move in, arguments occurred, and then the roommate would move out. 
I'm almost surprised. I was kind of more so expecting that one of them would become like a love interest of sorts. No, no, not so much. Yeah. No, it so. was uh, more so just a uh, a situation of ha having some company mm -hmm. and extra income in the house, exactly. right? So. Yeah. So in March of 2015, Tamara was no longer able to take in any more roommates. Her apartment was in serious need of some renovations. So while a contracting company was working on her place, she was forced to find a room of her own to rent and become the roommate herself. And sorry, this is 2015 now? Correct. Oh, wow. Okay. This yeah. is like pretty recent. Yeah, relatively. I love that. Luckily, she would be introduced to 79-year-old Valentina Nikolaevna Yulanova by a mutual friend of theirs. Valentina just so happened to also live on Dimitrov Street. So when she agreed, it was kind of a nice little situation. She's like, yeah, I'm going to let you move in and you can live here for a while. And it was going to be fantastic. The move isn't too far away. Mm -hmm. Ideal, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Now, the deal was, though, she wasn't moving in just free of charge. It would be that she would actually help out with chores with Valentina as Valentina was beginning to have troubles in her older age. She's 79. She's kind of getting more and more frail on her own and everything. Mm -hmm. So she needed someone to help out around the house. Makes so, sense. Yeah. So she's going to move in. I don't know if there was a monetary exchange, but the deal that I do know of, help out around the house and you can live with me as a roommate for a while, while your place is under construction, if you will. And now this again, though, would end up just like any other living arrangement that Tamara had with anyone else. Arguments and disagreements became prevalent. It would be several months before they got to the point where Valentina would eventually no longer be able to take it, and she asked Tamara to move out. It was just too much. This spelled trouble for Tamara. She didn't even have her apartment to move back into yet, and despite the Yet again, disagreements and troubles. Tamara actually liked staying with Valentina. So she just ignored the request and continued <laughs> staying there anyways. Okay. So it's kind of seeming like she's maybe the problem. Well, here. if you get to the point where it seems like everyone else is the problem, you might want to think about that. It's probably you. Yeah. Yeah. It might, it might be some self-reflection needed right there. Yeah. And especially where she's in a situation where she's like needs this, like she doesn't have anywhere to go. Yeah, so you exactly. think that you just kind of be able to pull up your socks here and make this work until your apartment was ready. Yeah. I mean, or you just fucking keep being the same way and just stay there anyway, even though the other person wants you out and it's their home. Yeah. And I, I, I do kind of want to play devil's advocate because I know like the older I get, I'm not super old yet, 35, but the older I get, the less I care about what other people think. Yes, but that's almost a, like a kind thing because this person's like doing you a favor. In yeah, a sense. that's true. That's true. I feel like if you were living with somebody else in in the intern, like you would be pretty nice to them. Yeah, but people get stuck in their own ways and, you know, heads clashing. It's like, well, I, for example, it could be like, well, I make coffee at six o'clock. Well, I only have coffee at seven o'clock. And it's like, but by the time I go to make my coffee at seven o'clock, now there's old stale coffee in there from your six o'clock coffee. And I got to clean up the coffee maker that I cleaned the night before. Like little shit like that. That does sound like you. Wow. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Just we don't, we don't, I don't drink coffee, so we don't have a coffee uh, issue in this house. <laughs> uh, but just those little things of like people in their older age being stuck in their ways, yeah. becoming bullheaded and being like, you know what? Fuck you. I drank my coffee at six. If you want coffee at seven clean the fucking coffee maker make then. new coffee yeah. yeah 
I can understand that being a thing when people get into an older age. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I, I feel like I'm slowly becoming that, if oh, I'm being honest. That's that's really exciting for me. Yeah, it is. You have something to look forward to. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm just like real pumped now. <laughs> just don't start drinking coffee earlier than me. That's all you got to worry about. <laughs> okay. Um, coffee, though, wasn't their argument. Um, an argument over some dishes specifically, though, would bring the topic back on hand and in the forefront once again. And Valentina was adamant this time. She needed Tamara to leave. But just as this was the last straw for Valentina, so was it for Tamara as well. It would be on July 24th, 2015, that Tamara would actually travel to Pushkin, Russia, which wasn't too far away, where she would visit a pharmacy. Here, she managed to persuade the pharmacist to sell her a prescription drug called Venenzapan, which was developed in Soviet Russia, a Soviet Union in 1975, and it's used as a treatment for various mental disorders. Okay. Um, it's like a psychiatric uh, schizophrenia treatment and anxiety. It essentially is like a mild sedative to help like soothe and calm and relax people. Okay. Yeah. Huh, that seems interesting. You can convince a pharmacist to just give that to you. Well, there's a little bit of a, a caveat to it because she was able to convince them because she apparently – um, in her younger years, had been hospitalized in psychiatric care on three separate occasions. Okay. Now, what if she was diagnosed with anything specifically? I'm unsure. Okay. So she might have been like kind of begging them like, I need my medication or exactly. something and I ran out. or And yeah. she has a history that she probably took this specific drug before. Yeah. So... It was relatively... Makes, it makes more sense. Yeah, it was an easier battle for her to, to get them to prescribe and give her the medication. And that's exactly what happened. The pharmacist gave her the prescription, thinking it was a reasonable request, and Tamara just went back home. So once she arrived at home, she decided to make dinner for her roommate. And perhaps she may have played it off as a potential peace offering since oh, their shit. arguments, right? Uh, I'm not too sure on that. But what we do know is the dish that she served was olivier salad, which is one of Valentina's favorite dishes. And it's a Russian like salad, like creamy kind of dish or whatever. Okay. Kind of like, I don't think there's any pasta in it, but think like our pasta salad. It's like, like got the mm. vegetables and stuff, but it's got like that creaminess to it. Yep. Um, and with that dish, Tamara would crush up approximately 50 of the prescription pills and mix them into the dressing. Holy shit. 50 fucking tablets okay well also i'm just like if you just uh, yeah the, i wouldn't i didn't expect the pharmacist to give her that many pills and then yeah to, oh okay i kind of think i was thinking this is where this was going to go but that's brutal yeah what the fuck happened next then well she served the dinner to valentina and the two of them enjoyed a nice dinner oh man almost directly after dinner tamara would go to bed at about 7 p.m yeah, because shit was about to hit the fan and she's peacing out. Yeah. And after that, she would wake up at about 2 a.m. in the middle of the night or early in the morning, however you look at it. And she would walk back out of her room and find Valentina laying unconscious on the apartment floor. Oh, man. So while Valentina laid there on the floor, still alive because she is currently just unconscious, Tamara leaned over top of her and began cutting her throat and decapitating her with a hacksaw and two kitchen knives. Holy shit. That really escalated. Yeah. Because at first I was like, how the fuck are you going to cover this up? But now how the fuck are you going to cover that up? Yeah. That's next level. Yeah. 
Uh, well, once she made it all the way through the, through her neck, she wow. continued to dismember Valentina's body, limb by limb. Holy shit. Severing her torso into halves and some other smaller manageable pieces as well. Manageable. That's, a, that's one way to describe that. Well, we do have an older lady. She is 68 years old at this point. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay, I already didn't love her. Now I really don't. Yeah, respectable on that, that front. Wow, okay. Yep. It would take Tamara several trips, but she managed to package Valentina's body into various plastics and bags and carry them out of the complex and strew them around the city in an attempt to cover up her crime. Holy. Yep. Okay. I mean, gosh, this is so sad. That This is like this lady opened her house to this woman to just try to get help with cleaning. And and then ends up dying. Yeah. Not like that's just not cool. No, it's well, any murder is generally not I'm, cool. I don't know. I'm very disturbed right now by this. Just like the age and I don't know. Yeah. The situation. Like, wow. Okay. Well, and just to clarify once again, so Valentina was 79 when she was killed, and Tamara is 68 at this point. Like to live 79 years and then get murdered, like Good God. Well, that's be better than being murdered when you're like an adolescent, at least. That's very true. But I'm just like, you live that long and then that's the way you go out. I yeah. mean, I don't know. I'm I just mean, playing devil's advocate by by saying that again. But yeah, I mean, I don't think the death necessarily. I don't sure. But I think like because she was kind of in like a coma state, mm -hmm. it wouldn't have hurt necessarily. I, I'm I don't hoping, even know. Let's I'm really hoping there. that she didn't feel any of that pain. Yeah. But uh, she definitely was still alive when she was being dismembered, at least to start with. Jeez. So it would be only three days later on July 26, 2015, when a couple was walking their dog around a pond and Valentina's remains would be found. Oh, wow. Okay. The couple's dog was acting very odd in the walk and was extremely in interested in something that was in a bush along the shallow edge of the water. They decided to take a closer look at what their dog was trying to go after, and they found the dismembered remains of Valentina's body wrapped up in a shower curtain. That's brave. I think yes. I'd just be like, let's go. I don't want to investigate. Well, it could be like your dog's interested in like a frog hopping along or something. You're like, oh, what are you, what are you after there, Fido? And you look and all of a sudden, oh, severed leg. Like, Holy shit. Yeah, no thanks. But uh, I can understand how that mistake would occur. Mm -hmm. um, police were, of course, called right away when they came upon the scene of, you know, a dismembered body in a park. Um, and the investigation was issued. So it wouldn't be long before the remains were actually identified um, and identified as those of Valentina. Mm -hmm. Authorities were beginning their investigation and started isolating the area and searching for the clues and everything. Um, but this would include a door-to-door -door question. Um, like they're knocking around neighborhood right. doors asking like, hey, have you ever seen anything weird in the neighborhood last couple of days? Like what, what's going on? Mm -hmm. And they would arrive at the apartment complex where Valentina lived. Okay. And they would be knocking on doors there. And they were asking, you know, see any strange. And many of the people in the complex didn't really see anything strange, but they did note they hadn't seen Valentina for the past few days. And many of the people in the complex were rather close. You know, you see people passing in the halls or even, you know, the arguments that you've been yeah. hearing through the walls recently. Well, I was going to say that they probably knew that they kind of had a bit of a feisty relationship of sorts, right? Yeah. So... They haven't heard from her, they haven't seen her, and things suddenly had gone quiet. You look guilty. Exactly. 
So with this in mind, they went knocking in the door of Valentina's apartment, and the door opened, and they found 68-year-old Tamara there in her apartment. Oh, just chilling. Just chilling. Just okay. being like, sup? Sup, Popo? What's going on? What's going down? What do you need? Watching Netflix, drinking some tea. <laughs> there <laughs> Liv- you go. Living her best life, apparently. Um, to say the least, so the police didn't have a hard time piecing the puzzle together of what happened from this point. A search of the apartment was able to provide um, traces of blood as well as matching shower curtain fasteners that were going along with the ones found wrapping some of Valentina's wow. body remains. She really didn't give a shit. Not so how, much. She would have had the time to kind of like clean up and mm-hmm. to potentially have thought this through if she wanted to get away with it. Yeah. Well... Bear with me on that thought because I think you're going to be surprised with how this plays out. Uh, okay. There was also CCTV footage from security cameras on the apartment complex. And it showed Tamara making several trips out of the building in the middle of the night carrying those various plastic bags, coverings, shower curtain, for oh example. Oh my gosh, are you serious? Dead serious. Okay. And due to her lack of attention to detail, there was also um pieces left that are described as pieces and chunks of flesh in the corridor of the complex as she carried out the remains in the building as well oh wow yes yeah that's nasty yeah and i'm assuming those were just laying there for the past few days as people are walking by not really knowing what it was or anything just rotting away yeah now i don't think it's like oh there's a steak size piece of meat over there no I, i'm i'm assuming like it's like small little particles yes so, oh, that's really gross, though. Oh, definitely. So when pressed about the, the situation, Tamara didn't really hesitate to admit what she'd done, which to me was surprising, but she didn't. Um, but it kind of makes sense a little later on as we go on here. So what she did do is she did tell police that she was upset with Valentina over their disagreement. And when she was asked to leave, she couldn't. Her own place was still uninhabitable due to the renovations and it left her with no choice but to kill her in order to give her the opportunity to stay in the apartment. No choice. Okay, I'm sorry. I can't get over the wording of some of this stuff that you have here. Just like no choice chunks. I can't remember what the other one was. It's just killing me for some reason. The no choice might have been my specific wording. I don't think that's directly her terminology. No, I mean your wording. Like it's it's kind of for some reason I'm finding it comical here. The chunks was not my wording. That was was wording that I, I found directly. Oh, cool. Okay. Um, so shocked by her confession though, and reasoning, um, police quickly arrested Tamara and rightfully so. Mm -hmm. So looking further into the home, investigators were able to find some extremely disturbing things. Uh, primarily Tamara had kept a very detailed diary of her day to day events, all worded in Russian, German, and English. Now, sure enough, the description of Valentina's killing was all written in ink on the pages of her diary. The details of dismemberment, disposal, and cleaning. They also found entries of her diary about fondness for Valentina, or Valia, as she referred to her as. Now, it seems she didn't actually hate her, as it might kind of first look like upon talking about this case, which only begs more questions. So to their surprise, though, that's not all they were able to find on these pages. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. 
Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. They also found an entry that said this, quote, I killed my tenant, Vladia. I cut him into pieces in the bathroom with a knife and put the pieces of his body in plastic bags and threw them away in different parts of for the Ferensky district. Okay, sorry, is that the is that a different person? Vladya was her roommate from about 15 years ago. Okay. 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 That's what I was thinking, yeah. but I was like, did I get something mixed up here? No, wow. that was her second roommate she welcomed into her home. Okay, my gears are turning here. Yeah. So she was done her career and just was like, I'm done with this. You guys can find out whatever you want. Pretty much. She didn't really have too much of an attitude of like, yeah, hide it. No, I didn't do it. She's just like, I mean, not that I, I'm agreeing with her and everything, but I'll give her props to this. She's taking it on the chin being like, yeah, hmm. that's me. I did yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, honestly, that's almost... Oh, gosh. Like, I was going to say the way to do it, which is terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. But like, Holy shit. no. Okay. You're a terrible person. Yes. But then you're you're finally done with being a terrible person, I guess. And then you're going to like at least give some closure to all the shit that you did. Okay. Like, my, that's the least thing you can do. Okay. I'm I, wording I, this terribly. No, you're playing devil's advocate. You're giving the ver the silver lining. At least she's not denying it. At least. She's helping authorities. At least she's giving closure. Yes. I gotcha. Don't worry. <laughs> Just the when you first said it, it sounded like, wow, but okay. I was like, I gotcha. Okay, if I was going to be a serial killer, I'd be hurt. That's not what I meant at all. I totally gotcha. Don't <laughs> worry. Um, but yeah, this whole situation, the diary, it threw a massive curveball into the case, especially considering all her roommates that she has had over the past years, decades, more. Went missing? Yeah. How many of them did she kill? Holy What about shit. her husband who went <gasps> missing years ago? Right. Who she just thought went like off with another woman. She yeah. Spent. Wow. Well, as I mentioned, Tamara didn't really try and hide the fact that she killed Valentina and confessed. But ultimately, she would volunteer to return to the apartments and walk through step-by-step step with investigators how she killed and dismembered Valentina's body as well. And they even provided a dummy for her to show. Holy shit. This yes. is fascinating, really. Yes. So they reenacted with her what she fucking did to Valentina. Could you imagine being in that situation? Like, hey, where that you're literally wild. giving a serial killer, you're going to watch them reenact what they've done. I, I just, I feel like I would just be just fascinated by like watching that unfold there. I think my fascination in the situation, like I agree, I'd be fascinated, but Whoa. I wouldn't be fascinated with the crime itself. I would be fascinated with how they talked about and described and yeah. showed the crime. Well, yeah. So like, do they, are they excited about like, oh, and I did this because of this. And it's like, this is my problem solving. Like, how are they talking about this? How disassociated are they from? the crime that they committed. Is there any remorse or anything shown? Like, yeah, that would just be wild wow. as fuck. No kidding. I almost want to see that like on a video to watch or something. Um, unfortunately, I don't know if I'm sure it was actually videotaped, but that is Might not, not have been released. It definitely is not released. Hmm. Unfortunately. 
Um, so yeah, she showed them the tools she used, just how she cut up the remains. Um, from there, piece by piece, she showed wrapping them in plastic and where each portion was dumped. Uh, for example, Valentina's hips and legs were actually too heavy for her to take out and far away from the complex. So she was forced to stash them actually on the apartment grounds. And then, of course, various portions were dumped in places like ponds where she was initially discovered. Hmm. Wow. So when it came to Valentina's head, here's an interesting piece. So she did attempt to hide her victim's identity. So once decapitated, Tamara took her head and her hands put them in a pot with water onto the stove and boiled them extensively to try and hide Valentina's identity. Oh, that's really gross. So that CCTV security footage from the apartment actually shows Tamara carrying out a pot <laughs> from the complex as well. What the actual shit? So we know exactly what is in that container as she is walking out. Oh, I am just shocked here. Yep. She would have known that there was like video or something like capturing this, hey? Probably. And just zero shits given. Probably. Huh. Okay. <laughs> so she would dump the contents of the pot into the garbage dump, which was removed every Saturday from the site. Um, this part has actually sparked some, some belief and discussion that Tamara didn't actually just kill her victims, but since she had boiled the head and hands, that she actually practiced cannibalism as well. Okay, I was wondering this, and I have no idea why, but I was like, oh, Ben's doing this case, so it obviously doesn't. But um, <laughs> I cannot, I literally cannot get the visual out of my brain of this woman just carrying a fucking pot out of the apartment now and the, going to the dumpster. There is CCTV footage you can watch, and there is um like frame shots and everything screenshot sorry wow and yeah you could there's photos i saw of her fucking carrying the pot that is so fucked and did she just like throw the whole damn pot in the dumpster or just like literally tip it upside down and empty it and then go make a fucking batch of soup <laughs> later like what the fuck i don't know well according to this it's possible that she made a batch of soup with with the, the remains. remains wow okay um so even when discussed about the possibility of cannibalism with the authorities when they are pressed with the possibility of it they responded by simply saying quote it is not excluded huh okay yeah now tamara would continue to help investigators um with much of the investigation and she would even help answers with the biggest question like why? Okay, that's good. So she explained that she had a, quote, maniac upstairs who is responsible mm. for pushing her to murder people. So when it came to Valentina, she did actually like her. She did actually enjoy her company. In fact, her company generally drowned out the voice of the maniac in her head, which is why she didn't want to move out rent when requested and why she was so adamant she wanted to stay. Oh, man. Okay, that's a bit sad. Yes. So, however, in the end, the turmoil led to the voice returning, and, well, we know how that played out. Yeah. So, on July 29th, 2015, Tamara was brought into a district court of St. Petersburg, where she would undergo questioning and a forensic psych psychiatric examination. It would be a little while later, during her trial on November 26, 2015, that the results would determine that she was a danger to society and herself. You don't say. Yeah. And that she was most likely suffering from schizophrenia. Mm-hmm. So she was then placed into a specialized institution 
until the end of the investigation. So that is her sentencing. Okay. She was never sentenced to prison time yet. After the investigation occurs, I'm sure there will be another another court case against it and sentencing actually happening. But for now, she is in the institution until the investigation is over. Hmm. So Tamara never really denied any claims of murder against her. In fact, she agreed that she needs to be punished for her crimes. And in the court case, the judge was like, how should I punish you? And she's like, you know what I did? And I think you should punish me accordingly. Hmm. Like she just owned it. She just, yeah, this is it. And did she kind of say that after she'd gotten some of the help and maybe like was on the medication she needed though? Or I mean, even, like she right at the beginning. Yeah. This after, whole, yeah. this whole time okay. she's had the same attitude. Yeah. She's doing the crime. She knows they're wrong and she does have remorse for doing it and she knows she needs to be punished. Mm -hmm. So I'll give her props to not being like, no, I don't deserve jail time or I'm, I've got this ailment and it shouldn't like, I need to go to an institution instead. No, she's just like, yeah, you do you. Yeah. I, I understand the the troubles I've caused with society and the dangers I'm putting people in. You need to do something with me. She's accepting the consequences that she needs to be faced with. Oh, yeah. She definitely does. And in fact, she kind of like even applauded them. Well, actually, she literally applauded them. <laughs> when it was announced that she'd be held in custody indefinitely during the investigation, she literally clapped in the courtroom. Wow. It's almost like she was at that point just like, okay, like I need help. Like, let's, let's just get me help. And I think she, she knew what she was. She knew that she had this monster living in her head and she couldn't control it. And she knows that someone needs to control her. Otherwise it's going to keep happening. She's just going to keep murdering people or her body though, at this point can't really do it anymore though. So yeah. that's kind of why she was given up too. I think she's almost 70 years old. Maybe. Um, now, there are a couple more pieces that I want to add to this. Um, they may be irrelevant and most likely are, but I do feel that they are important to include. Um, a neighbor of Tamara's would actually come forward a little while later and claim that she also had an unusual fascination with a serial killer, a man by the name of Andre Chikatilo. Now, Andre was a Soviet killer who was nicknamed the Butcher of Rostov. He apparently sexual assaulted, murdered, and mutilated at least 50 two women and children between 1978 and 1990. Brutal. And sorry, Tamara had a fascin or who had a fascination? The neighbor reported that Tamara had this fascination. Yes. Okay. Um, there are also reports of Tamara having interests in the occult. Things like tarot cards, for example, were found amongst many of her belongings. Now, most likely these things have nothing to do with her crime. Um, in like interest in these and like this specific sort of things don't necessarily say anything. Like people can argue the same fact. We have a true crime podcast. We talk about murders and kills and like all this sort of strange shit. Mm -hmm. They can throw that in our face too, but we're like, it's different, right? Yeah. You can have different interests. That doesn't necessarily mean you're a serial killer. Exactly. So it's not necessary that they have anything to do with this. However, I think coupled with her specific psychiatric disorder, um, it may have all just been a recipe for disaster without her even knowing it. Right. It may have just fed that maniac upstairs. Huh. But who's to say? Um, now, it is unfortunate. This is the end of Tamara's story for now, as she is still being investigated in the connection for a total of 14 murders, 11 of which were very detailed and described in her diary. Wow. Holy shit. 
Okay, the fact that she was able to get away with that many, especially with it's just so wild with them being so connected to her as like her roommate. Yeah. I that's bizarre to me because did these people who were her roommates not have like friends or family outside of her that because you think at some point like you'd connect that all these people that lived with her are now missing. Yeah. And that just never got connected. It depends on who she welcomes in as roommates. And one thing that I'm surprised is that many of the people in the complex just assume these people are moving out. They never just, they just all of a sudden never see him again. Say, <laughs> so, oh, this person just must've moved out, I guess. Oh, and then a year later, oh, this other person just must've moved out, I guess. Well, I mean, you don't necessarily just go to the fact that you would think they're getting murdered. I don't know. It'd probably take me a little bit of time too to, to really be questioning that. Yeah, but the potential of 14 other murders and it occurred over the span of approximately 15 years. So that's almost a murder per year. So that's every year not seeing someone leave or move out. Okay. Yeah. You would never see them like physically moving out. Yeah. None of their stuff is leaving. You just see her probably hauling a bunch of shit out. Huh. At two in the morning. In, yeah. In pots. Yep. In pots. Wow. I mean, I would question that for sure. That's terrifying. But then also where she was living, there could be a lot of, um, I don't know the word, but a lot of movement in there too. Like people not necessarily living there that whole 15 years or whatever. True. Right. True. So. Um, and I do want to mention as well, it is unknown about her husband. Her husband is still missing and there is no, as far as I'm aware, because investigations are still ongoing, yeah. there is no connection between her and her husband's disappearance yet. Huh. You know, I always struggle with these ones. I mean, gosh, I feel like most serial killers though would have some sort of mental illness, right? Cause it's not normal to be doing that. But I always, sometimes like, oh, I struggle it's almost like a weird struggle in me that I'm like, oh, she needed help. But then also like she's a literal monster. So. Yeah. But at the very least, she understands she needs help. Yeah. I. It's not much, but it's something. I do. It's kind of satisfying-ish how this ended in the fact that she's like literally willing to take the consequences. Like that kind of, that's good. Yeah, that is good. It's not satisfying. I disagree with that word. And I don't think you meant like that. But yeah, it's. It's good. It's That's good. a better way. It's How you good. said it there, it's good. That's a good, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, because a lot of them, they just, or they'll take all their killings to the grave and then people that they did harm don't, like their friends and family don't have the closure, right? Exactly. So. No, yeah, you make a very good point. Um, yeah, so that's that's the Granny Ripper. Hmm. That's a, It was a wild, interesting case to research. Um, the possibility that she has another 14 victims Jeez. and that's only known as well. So who knows how, how many else there are. Did that case get recommended or did you come across that one? I came across that one actually. Hmm. Yeah. I've never heard anything about that. And it's weird because it's pretty like the results and stuff and her getting caught or it's pretty recent. Yeah. I mean, it was within this past decade. Yeah. So. Huh. Yeah. Well done. That would have been very interesting to research. Holy it it was. It, and when it came to the part of her actually being like, oh, fuck yeah, I did this and I'm just owning it and I'm going to reenact for you how this occurred. I was like, fucking excuse me. This is this is happening right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, as you were talking about, like it would have been fascinating to be there for reenactment. It, it would have. To be a fly on the wall in that? Yes. Uh, not because I want to see like, oh, how did you murder the person? I want to see how she talks about mm -hmm. it, how disassociated she is. Or maybe she was very aware, 
because she is like, yeah, I'm a monster. You need to deal with me. I need discipline. I need punishment and you need to be locked away. Mm -hmm. Maybe she was very connected with it. Maybe she was very remorseful during it. Yeah. But even how you said, like, there's potential, like she might have got riled up or a little excited at times and stuff. Yeah. I mean, the psychology behind serial killers and their how their brains work is a little bit fascinating. It is. So, wow. I yeah. mean, that would be a job and a half, hey, to be like a detective or an investigator for some a crime like that. Oh, it would be. Especially, too, because you have your, your criminal, like, actually divulging information rather than you, like, having to try to fill in all the blanks and stuff. So, wow. Yeah, it takes, well, it literally takes the guesswork out of it. Oh, I wonder if investigators were like, and I, I don't think they would, but I could just like picture it because like CSI sort of characters and stuff kind of would paint this picture in my head. But like they're going, like walking to the scene with her like, oh yeah, we're going to reenact this. We're carrying the dummy. And it's like, well, this is my theory on how she did it. And I was like, this is my theory. Oh, you want to bet? And it's like, when she does this and all of a sudden it's like one investigator hand 20 bucks over to the other guy. Oh and like, my gosh. It's like they're betting on how this played out, you know? <laughs> But then also, I feel like in the, these kind of situations, you still have to be careful because they could literally be just telling you whatever the fuck they want. Like they could still be so fucked up that they're just like making shit up. Too. Oh, yeah. But no, like everything she detailed matched every piece of evidence. For example, like the very obvious piece to show is she's like, yeah, I took the head and hands, boiled it in a pot, took the pot out. And then CCTV footage right. shows her carrying a fucking pot out. Gosh. Like that's a very specific piece right yeah huh huh well done that's yeah. fascinating i'm gonna be a uh, stewing on this one for a while stewing that's a really <laughs> that was a really poor choice of words there fuck okay yeah we're not eating stew for a while <laughs> why not god gross okay um yeah so i'm just gonna go on and say just next time you think of uh what a serial serial killer could be maybe uh just think about the granny ripper and think uh Maybe what we perceive it to be on a regular basis is a little, is, uh, a little more mm -hmm. than just that. Yep. So anyways, thank you for being here. We appreciate you listening to the whole show and sticking around. Um, if you are still here and you're curious on where you can see some of our social media links and all that, it's all in the description, the show notes of this podcast, Instagram, Facebook, you name it. Patreon's down there. You can join up. If not, you can just continue listening here. And that means a lot. If you really want to support us, you can also give us a review. That'd be fantastic. We love those reviews. Yeah, we do. So give us a review. If not, again, just chill with us. Just listen. And that is so awesome too. Yeah, we love that you're here. We really do. Yeah. So anyways, until next time. Until next time. Stay wicked. That was a weird one. That was really weird, but it worked. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.